Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Am I on? Yeah. All right. Uh, we want to appreciate and acknowledge BJ and Justin and Lloyd for doing what they've done. The sound system, the screen will be functional as soon as that contraption over there gets on. But uh, and we can do away with this and we get to look up there uh, much easier. I'm sure the sound is great. Y'all hear me well. I think it's awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for doing all that work. And, and uh, it's going to be worth it. Living with a clear conscience. Whoa. Heavy duty this morning. Yeah, it is. Living with a clear conscience is what we're going to be talking about. An elderly couple was lying in bed one morning, having just awakened from a good night's sleep. He takes her hand and she responds, Don't touch me! Why not? he asks. She answers back, Because I'm dead. Husband says, What on earth are you talking about? We're both lying here in bed together and talking to one another. The wife says, Not so. I am definitely dead. Her husband insists, you're not dead. What in the world makes you think you're dead? His wife answers, I know I'm dead because I woke up this morning and nothing hurts. <laughs> well, some of you don't know how that feels. Some of, a few of us do, okay? Without any hurts. Well, I had nothing to do with the sermon, but anyway. Living with a clear conscience. Let's look to God in a word of prayer, please. Father, you are so good to us. Thank you for your grace we sang about today. Thank you for covering all of that. Rotten in my life, our lives. Please open our hearts today. We can hear you, your word, what it means, what it says. Apply it and be your people today. Help us to live with clear conscience. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. A person is filled with joy when the conscience is approving. Confidence is also the result. Have you ever wondered... Why a child, a young child, they can be going through a terrible thing going on and they can be smiling and singing and happy. And all this turmoil is going on and they're still happy. Well, I'll tell you why. They're still joyful. It's because their conscience is clean, clear. In Acts chapter 23, verse 1, Paul was speaking to the Sanhedrin council when he made this statement. I have fulfilled my duty to God and all good conscience to this day. I'll read that again. I have fulfilled my duty to God and all good conscience to this day. How many of us can say that? I don't think I can. That's why this is important today. 
Paul did not say that he was sinless, but that his conscience was good toward what he knew to be God's law. And it's a sense of having always striven to be loyal and faithful. We say it of that little voice, that little quiet prodder of guilt and, or the judge of the thoughts and intents of the heart. But how is it that Paul had a good conscience? I think there's three reasons for that. Number one, he had an enlightened conscience. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Dear friends, God is good. So I beg you to offer your bodies to him a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Don't be like people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you'll know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. Let God change the way we think. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. By which cause we do not give way to weariness, but though our outer man is getting feebler, our inner man is made new day by day. I can testify to the fact, the older you get, that word, feebler, is that a word? I can't even hardly say it. It's real. It happens. But our inner man is made new day by day. Colossians 3.10 Each of you is now a new person. A person becomes a Christian. They're new. You are becoming more and more like your creator. And you will understand him better. God expects us to renew our minds. Our thinking. Our attitudes. Do you know our conscience today has been trained by the world, all the mass media. Sometimes it's okay, most of the time it's outright wrong and wicked. Let me use an example of this. Let's just say uh, we are going to have, take a trip to the Philippines and we're going to eat out there at our exclusive restaurant. You go in and you are seated in a very nicely decorated place. Over there in the corner is, is, a, is a cage full of monkeys. Why? That's very cool. They can watch the monkey while we're eating. And then you get the menu. And it has several items on there. And you don't understand what they're saying. Well, what's this? And what's that? You ask the waiter or waitress, and and uh, they tell you, well, this one is monkey brain, monkey brain, and furthermore, you get to choose which monkey brain you eat. I destroyed your appetite, didn't I? Now, who told you monkey brains were bad? Who told you that? Maybe they're good. I don't know. I, 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 there's no way I would try that. But anyway. See how our conscience is trained? In many foreign countries, they 
Our mind, our conscience is put that way. Uh, uh, maybe some of you have. I haven't. How many of you have ever eaten Rocky Mountain oysters? You know what those are? Cattle testes. Get that. Okay. Let's go on. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is forgotten and everything is new. Now that we are new, our thinking must also change, which also changes our actions. And Proverbs 23 verse 7 for as the thoughts of his heart are, so is he. Friend, as you think, as you and I think in our minds, we become that. Now, a guy told me this many years ago, and he said, Gary, if you really want to play golf better, you got to think about it. <laughs> All I think about is that stupid ball. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, you, you need to think about where you want that ball to go. <coughs> well, I want it to go that, toward that hole now. No, 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 no. You need to think about how you want it to fly, where you want to hit it, what direction you want to hit it, all, and you're thinking in your mind. So I said, show me. So he did. He went, him and I went out, well, several of us went out, and I watched him. He stood there, got ready to hit off, tee off, and, and uh, he just stopped. He closed his eyes for a few seconds. And then he opened back up and he hit the ball and guess what? Uh, man, he was a good golfer. Oh, well, maybe I'll listen to him. It never worked for me, but anyway. <laughs> for as the thoughts of his heart are, so is he. We think good things, we're going to be that way. Just this week, we got a phone call, and this lady said, because of your example, this is what I did. I bought a bunch of fruit and took them over to this poor family's home for them to eat. Because of what you have done. Example you have set. Well, As the thoughts are, so are we. Our conscience needs to be awakened. And the Word of God does that. But how do we respond to a different situation? For example, how do we respond when our mate is short with us? Well, who do they think they are? How do we respond when our children rebel? How do we respond when the boss is very curt with us? But maybe 
after you hear the word of God spoken and you start thinking about spiritual things and you start to notice how people use God's name in vain a lot more than they used to. You know what? They really haven't. But because you have been, I have been thinking about God and his word and my salvation, guess what? We are more aware of our conscience is being enlightened. Have you noticed that TV and the internet are really getting gross and vulgar? No, they really haven't. It's just that we're more aware of it. Our conscience is being renewed that way. A smart aleck youth ask a preacher, you say that unsaved people carry a weight of sin. I feel nothing. How heavy is sin? Is it 10 pounds? Is it 80 pounds? And the preacher replied by asking the youth, If I laid a 400 pound weight on a corpse, would it fill it the load? It would feel nothing because it is dead. The person who feels not the load of sin is dead also spiritually. Our conscience needs to be enlightened. The word of God does. Number two, we need a clear conscience. One that can make a decision in a firm and definite way. With no uncertainties or doubtings. Uh, no maybes or perhaps. We need a definite answer. A definite command to obey, to understand. We need a clear conscience. Conduct that's dependent on prompt, clear judgments, which followed the enlightened conscience. Was right and wrong, true and beautiful. Statements like this. In Mark 16, verse 16, our Lord Jesus said, He that believes and is baptized will be saved. There was a time in my life I did not know. I had not been taught the whole truth. But when I was to have a clear conscience, I had to make a decision. It was not a maybe or possibly, but absolutely. Jesus said, I have to believe and you be baptized to be saved. Now, I don't have to second guess that. I don't have to say, now, does he really mean that? That... Well, everybody else says it's not necessary. Well, but Jesus says it is. Mark 16, 16. How about this one? Matthew 19, 6. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. What about that? For me, when I said I do, it was for my lifetime. Not till someone better comes along. <laughs> uh uh, there isn't any better. Not till I get tired of her. She is the one I chose. It's final. Jesus said, therefore, let God, when God is joined together, let no man separate. Those are decisions. 
my conscience has to live with, has to bear with. And they're clear cut, very easily understood, my clear conscience. I'm reminded of Joseph and in Genesis chapter 39. Made a precise decision and never changed because of a clear conscience. When Pharaoh's wife wanted to have sex with Joseph and they were alone in the chamber, Joseph said, how can I do this and sin against my God? And he ran away. Ran away from her. A clear conscience. He stayed by that decision. Ephesians 5.11 Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. 2 Timothy 2.22 Run from temptations that capture young people. Always do the right thing. Be faithful, loving, and easy to get along with. Worship with people whose hearts are pure. <coughs> Always do the right thing. Clear conscience. First Corinthians 15, 33. Look at this. Don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Another translation, another translation says, Do not be tricked by false words. Evil company does damage good behavior. Now, there's no doubt about that. God said it, it's that way, and that's the way it is. To have a clear conscience when you make decisions from an enlightened conscience. An American, African-American preacher was asked about salvation, and this is what he said. Brethren, it is this way. The Lord, he always voting for the man and the devil. Is always voting against him. Then the man votes himself. And that breaks the tie. Good advice. Maybe it's time to vote. For the clear, enlightened conscience. Number three. An approving conscience. Romans 14, 23. But if you do have doubts about what you eat... You are going you are going against your beliefs <clears throat> and you know that is wrong. Because anything you do is against your beliefs is sin. James four seventeen. If you don't do what you know is right, you have sin. Paul had a clearer conscience. Do we? What should you do? Let's just apply this. The cashier gives you too much change. That doesn't happen very often anymore. Because the machine tells them exactly what to give. What do you do about that? <clears throat> How about this? <clears throat> the information you passed on was not accurate because of not knowing all the facts. What are you going to do about that? Well, I'm going to get a hold of those people and tell them, hey, that wasn't right. Some are like the man who wrote the office of the IRS stating, I can't sleep. My conscience is bothering me. Enclosed, you'll find a check for $50. If I still can't sleep, I'll send the balance. <laughs> That's not a clear conscience. 
Years ago, a man bought a pair of shoes from a cobbler, a shoe store back then, and promised to pay on a certain day. That day came and the man brought the money to the shop. But finding out that the cobbler had died, he secretly left rejoicing that he had gotten a free pair of shoes. But his conscience would not let him rest. So in desperation, he took the money back to the shop, cast the money on the floor, saying, Though he is dead to all the world, yet he is alive to me. Clear conscience. Do we have that? Do we have an approving conscience? Let's talk about the situations that this is tested. How about uh, money that is owed? How about the lies that have been told? How about some deceitfulness, just kind of shady things? And how about the secret sins, even in, in thoughts? Or how about promises to others that were not kept? How about promises to God not kept? Commitments to Him are not fulfilled. Or people, commitments to people or God. You know, I'm going to give so much. I'm going to do this and that. Here's another one. What if we borrow something and it breaks? You borrow something from somebody and it breaks. What are you going to do about it? My conscience says I got to fix it. Do we have an approving conscience? This morning, is your conscience approving or is it condemning? Paul said in Acts 23 verse 1, I'm not ashamed. I have a good conscience to this day. Can you say that? Friend, it can be done. I'm not saying we are sinless. That's not what we're saying. But we're living up to what we say we're going to do. <clears throat> what we ought to do. We have an approving and enlightened conscience. I'm still not going to eat monkey brains. I clear conscience. One that is approving of everything I do. Friend, where do you stand today? What is your conscience like? I'm convinced people can't sleep. I'm convinced people contact all kinds of diseases. Health-wise, it, it's a killer. All you got to do is live with a, an approving conscience. You ever wonder why some people in the world who aren't Christians are so happy? I'll tell you why. 
They're living with an approved conscience. Their conscience is approving what they're doing. And they're wholehearted in it. But they haven't been enlightened yet. There's a difference. But they live that way. Friend, today, all of you right here in this room, your conscience have been enlightened. But is your conscience clear? Is your conscience approving of how you're living? What you're thinking? What you're talking? How you're acting? I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's in your heart, what you're thinking in your mind right now. But I'm, I'm telling you something. We sang about it today. God is grace. And to forgive all of my sin. You have an opportunity today. Right now. Say, oh God, I, I, I want. I want. I could have Make that decision right here. I don't need to know about it. But if you want to talk to me about it, that's fine. But we need an approving conscience. Then we can lay our head down at night and sleep well. Now, Arla prays it often. She says, I, I, If I die during my, my sleep, I'm ready. Are you? Are you? Thank you for listening today. Please live an approving conscience. Thank you very much. It's nice to be able to 